Hello and welcome to Fundamentals, the podcast that explores pop culture one conversation at a time. I am your host, Harley. On this episode, I'm joined by two returning guests of the podcast. They are the hosts of the podcast Nobody Asked For. It's Ian Harries and Graham Jones. Ian and Graham have been kind enough to come back on the podcast and help me finish off Sitcom September in style. But we are discussing the absolutely huge sitcom that is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This is a truly unique sitcom that has been going for over 20 years and has an approach to comedy unlike anything else out there. Myself, Ian and Graham are all fans and had a great time discussing this. We, of course, discussed the characters, our favourite moments, episodes, and so on. And with it being such a long-running show, there is so much to discuss. Really, this conversation just kind of goes all over the place. I absolutely love talking with these guys. It's so much fun getting together with them. And there is just a whole bunch of really interesting and insightful things that they bring to this discussion, as well as a healthy dose of wild and absolutely brilliant off-topic discussion. So make sure you stick around for that. Right, that's enough from me. Let's get on with the episode. This is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Ian Harries and Graham Jones. Hello, Ian and Graham, and welcome back to the Fundamentals podcast. How's it going? Glad to be back. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's so lovely to see you guys again after what has been nearly a year since we last recorded. But Has it been a year? Um, yeah, well, I mean, this. so your episode came out the start of this year, January, but we recorded it in December. Yeah. So, yeah, it's getting close, it's getting close. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll say this to you now, and I'm not saying it just because you're here, but genuinely one of my favorite conversations I've ever had on this show, you know, the last time we were chatting one of the most insane edits I've ever done, for sure. <laughs> you know, all of those good, bad movies. And then when it came to doing sitcoms and stuff, and I got chatting to you guys. And after listening to your show for so long, this just felt like a great fit to talk about Always Sunny. So yeah, absolutely thrilled to have you guys back. After the good, bad movie, I remember I was in, I was in a random car park in Staines, as all good stories start. And you... <laughs> Yeah. You you were you were editing the podcast and you messaged me just with like which of these Pinocchio quotes was it? <laughs> and I was yeah. standing in a car park listening to these really weird quotes from a very bad Pinocchio uh, movie, and my partner yeah. walked over and it was just like, "What are you doing?" It's like I'm listening to Pinocchio quotes, and it's like for for this one, and then said the line. It's like yes, that's that's the line we're looking for. <laughs> the, Dedicated. Dedicated. Absolutely dedicated. And I appreciate it. Yeah, that was insane. If you've not listened to that and you're listening to this episode, please go back because chaos is all I'll say about that. Glorious. um, Glorious. So much fun. So much fun. I think I even rewound a clip in another episode recently (laughs) because you guys triggered something in my brain from that discussion. (laughs) But it's glorious. But um, yeah, we're here to talk about something that I don't think is in the good bad category, right? It's just good. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that's safe to say. So, to kick us off, I'm going to throw it over to you guys. What was your introduction to Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I don't actually remember. It just seems because it's been going for <laughs> where are we? Like 18 years or something ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like it just seems to have always been there. Um, yeah, it must have been net. I'm fairly sure it was early days of Netflix and kind of I didn't 
pick up on it until it was probably about four or five seasons in mm. and just sort of binging that and then waiting for the next one to drop. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those ones. It, it's also weird because it's it's one of the my favorite sitcoms, but I've got like a there's a there's a few sitcoms where I kind of just go back to them. I watch them all the way through and then I'll finish that one and watch the next. So like The Office, mm. Parks and Rec, Community tend to be the three that are on rotation. Yep. Um, because this hasn't finished, it's never made it into that rotation. So I've <laughs> actually only, other than seeing the odd repeat, I've never actually, I've only watched kind of everything. Well, the odd one I've seen more than once and I'm sure we'll get onto that. Yeah. But like, typically I've only, only kind of watched these, these once uh, and mm-hmm. I'm sure if this ever finishes, it will make its way into the rotation. Um, but yeah, mm. as I say, just kind of, it feels, and it's kind of, I guess, because I'm in my mid thirties now, it's kind of like I've, you know, grown up with it, which is also kind of weird as well, <laughs> because it's not the kind of show that you probably want to uh, <laughs> have as your barometer for um, for growing as a human being and an adult. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot of growth from the characters in this show. So yeah, if, yeah. if you relate, if you're still relating to them in your thirties, seek help. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I, I'm the opposite. I remember exactly where I was when I first watched it because I can't answer when I became aware of it's always sunny because similar to Graham, uh-huh. it's always sunny. Just oh, well, always seemed to be there, um, mm-hmm. and it's something that people had always referenced, and it was a uh, you'd like it, but. It was quite difficult to track down, if memory serves correctly. Mm. Um, so I was on a flight to Boston. And you know that awkward end of a flight where there's not enough time to watch a film? Yeah. So I'd watch my films, and then there was like an hour left, and I went through the TV shows they had, and they had a single episode of It's Always Sunny on there. So it was the one where... Um, I have a feeling it was like maybe their 100th episode, where... They're in uh-huh. a convenience store and it gets robbed and they all go through their dream yes. of how they would have stopped it. And like Max is yeah. like a Kung Fu movie. And I think one of them turns into yeah. like a, a kitchen sink drama and it's all very, very weird. Um, but that was the mm-hmm. first episode mm-hmm. I watched and it was on a plane coming down into a Boston that at the time was like 42 degrees, which is the hottest place I've been. And I'm not happy that the hottest place I've been was Boston. <laughs> but yeah that so that was that was the first watch but i i i greatest hits it so i'll rewatch yeah. it i've um i'll always watch it when i'm on the exercise bike at the gym so mm-hmm. i'll just pick a random episode and go from there mm. but there are episodes of this i've seen too many times <laughs> well that's great for our purposes here so don't you worry about that <laughs> It's a funny one. I think you, when you say about the rewatch factor there, I think you've both hit upon something that I like your point, actually, Graham. Yeah, because it hasn't finished. It's like, yeah, are you doing a full rewatch every time? I don't know. And and there's quite a lot of episodes. I mean, I'm just checking it here now. It's 172. So even if you were to do it right up to now and the most recent season, I think, just made it onto Netflix yeah. over here in the UK. So I've yet to catch up. But that's a big, big rewatch. Um, and I think the nature of it as well, the nature of the show being that it's it's not a sort of progressive story. It's one of those sitcoms that I've since learned doing this series. It's like 
it's the Seinfeld approach, basically. It's the antithesis of hugs and learning. Mm. It's like no one learns anything. The status quo pretty much remains. So the characters never really grow, even though they, you know, like you say, they've been around for 18 years. Their lives are basically the same from when they start. So when it comes to rewatching, that kind of works in its favor because it means you can just pick a random episode, watch it, and you're not going, oh, wait, where are we in the story? Who's sleeping with who or whatever? You're just kind of like, it's the gang doing a thing. I'm going to just jump straight in. In preparation for this, because I take guesting seriously, I rewatched <laughs> the first episode of It's Always Sunny. Wow, okay. And it's, it is a shock. <laughs> because. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm just looking it up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because, but it, it's just because, like, they're. And I mean this in the nicest possible way because some of the like mm -hmm. season ten has an episode we will have to talk about because I love it that much. Like there are later mm. season twelve, see, you know, there are incredible like TV defining episodes in this show. Yeah, but they've become caricatures of themselves. Yes, and I'm yeah. completely fine with that. The first season, mm. they're just bad people. Like they're yes. normal. Like Charlie, like. Mm -hmm. It's not made a big deal that he's illiterate. You know, Max not definitely, definitely yay. Yeah. Um, Dennis doesn't look like he's a serial killer. They're just normal people, but bad people. Yeah. And yeah. you then watch a later season and it's like, oh, this is an entirely different show now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's no I'd Danny DeVito, which is a shock as well. Yeah. Because he, yeah. Yeah, he didn't join until season two. Hmm. Which I have questions about. I don't know how much you guys know about the behind the scenes of this. I'm aware that there's like a, a rewatch podcast, one of the many rewatch podcasts that now exist um, because of this. And I know they were quite heavily involved. You know, they write a lot of the show as much as they do, you know, star in it as well. So I'd imagine they're, they're quite passionate and they're quite open about early days and kicking off. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know much about that. Um, I'm not sure. I think they basically, I think it was uh, to make it more bankable they were told they had to get a, like a name in and okay. Danny DeVito liked the idea of playing someone just repugnantly disgusting. <laughs> right. Um, well, and the other thing was that it, the idea of him being D and Dennis's dad, when he looks like he does and they look like them was just meant yeah. to be a really good sort of visual <laughs> gag as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's also true. <laughs> It's something I do admire about it, particularly the whole, like, yeah, Danny DeVito joining in. I mean, we do talk characters bounce around, but yeah, him as Frank Reynolds, I think, is brilliant. And it is, yeah, in terms of getting bankable stars, it makes sense. He's he's a big name in comedy. But yeah, and it's just funny. I've always had that question in my head of like, this guy does not need to work ever again like no. so he's clearly in this because he either likes the cast or likes the idea of as you say Ian just playing one of the most disgusting little grubby people on the planet and just has an absolute kick out of just doing ridiculous things and to his credit he goes for it you know some of the scenes and some of the stuff they get him doing in this show like my mind instantly thinks of him just bursting out of a sofa like all greased up and naked and just how like horrible that is to watch and you're like he could he could have just said no i'm not doing that and they would have gone fair enough we'll find something else but he's like oh yeah i'll do it i'll do it i don't it's care the, the toe knife for me as well that's the toe knife. <laughs> just toe knife rub rum ham 
Rum hat. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see? Um. Yeah. Uh, Binging with Babish did. Uh, it's always sunny. <sighs> um, episode. Well, he's done two, where he tried. Oh, he okay. tries to remake food from It's Always Sunny. And he oh, no. he makes rum ham. He he tr- he does it like the show, and then does tries to make a version of it that's good. Oh, okay. But he he right, also right. does uh, milk steak with a side of raw jelly beans, which I think oh, is what goodness. Charlie orders for a fancy restaurant in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be. I can't think of. I think what makes a good show is when you can't imagine any other person in it. Oh yeah, and yeah. out of all of all of these guys, there's it wouldn't work with anyone else, especially Danny DeVito. Like if they if, yeah. if they didn't get him in, I don't think it would have become what it did. But also, mm. credit to everyone else. Like Charlie Day is incredible. Rob McElhenney's yeah. Sorry, Wrexham's own Rob McElhenney <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> in it. Like uh, Kate Kate yeah. Olsen, Glenn Howerton. Yeah, it's it's yeah an incredible ensemble cast that just kind of get each other as well yeah which is it's weird it's so weird <laughs> <laughs> well Je- on the day and devito point as well i mean could you th- genuinely could you think of another comedy actor in their 70s that would do any of this that's what like, i mean I, I, yeah. It, yeah you just like it, like you say that he has no reason to do this no. other than a love of the the show, I guess, but I, yeah, I just can't imagine, you know, I'm just trying to rack my brains of, of someone mm. that kind of fits that. Um... You know, it kind of reminds me a bit of the episode, well, it would have been the last episode um, that I did of this, where it talks about the show Raising Hope, and mm. if you've seen that. I, I ha- and, um, haven't, no. It's very funny, and they've got um, this actress in it who's, okay, this, like, she's been around for decades, she's in her 70s, and she plays this, like, crazy dementia ridden like grandma who just comes out with absolutely ridiculous stuff and says and does things that are at times grotesque and you know cr- insane but they're very funny and it's the same kind of thing of it's, it's Cloris Leachman's the actress and it's the same thing of like she doesn't need to do this but she yeah. just clearly enjoyed it and was like yeah I'm game for anything and it's kind of the same attitude I think with Diane DeVito it's just like like you said these sort of older actors that don't need to do this sort of thing like they're not hard up for cash, but they're just like, yeah, do you know what? It's fun. Stick some stilts on me. Let me run around <laughs> naked on a beach or like whatever it is I'm going to do in this one. Or, you know, point guns at people on as I'm on a couch <laughs> like being interviewed and just play an absolutely insane character just for the hell of it. The the closest I've been able to find is, so Steve Martin is the same age as Danny Steve DeVito. Martin is the yeah. same age as Danny DeVito. Yeah, they're both 78 years old. Steve wow. Martin is 78 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. looked about 60 for like the last 40 I th- years. So I think this is, I this think is he true. went his hair turned white, I think, when he was and this isn't a joke, when he was like early mm. 20s. So I yeah, yeah really. so I think he yeah. has just I've always assumed he's 50. But, yeah, but that's what forever. I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. whether it is the jerk yeah. or whether it is only murderers in the building or whatever it's he's yeah, always yeah. 50 <laughs> right yeah it doesn't help that his most prominent role is like father of the bride as well right which is definitely yeah. just a man in his 50s <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is just the plot um 
Yeah, but yeah. My, my point being is that like you couldn't imagine Steve Martin getting naked and bursting out. Nor of do a, I want to bursting out of a no. sofa. His... <laughs> Steve... No. <laughs> for what? Hey, hey, for hey, some people, you never. Yeah, know. For, for with for the for with all respect, uh, I could imagine Steve Martin's mate doing it. Um, right, is it Martin Short. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can see that. Martin Short. Maybe um, the the correct answer Maybe. is Daniel Radcliffe in forty years. Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes. Daniel, I have so much time for Daniel Radcliffe, which is a phrase I think I say daily at this point. I I genuinely had this conversation with my wife like two days ago. Oh. I said the same thing. I was like, I have I have no love or care for the Harry Potter films whatsoever, but him as an actor, I'm like, he fascinates me. Again, this the same thing of like, you don't need to do this. You're doing this out of choice. And I'd love it. And I, I can't wait to see what you I'd do next. I'd love to be his agent. Just like, all right, yeah. right, Dan. Yeah, so we've got yeah. this film come through. Uh, you're a guy who has guns bolted to his hands. You're cool, you're, <laughs> you're cool with that. You know, the worrying thing is that was the exact, exact film I was about to give the same yeah. uh, same intro. So I, I, I worry for our... our um, Combine. You guys spend too much time Jet, together. All right, so uh, <laughs> peek into our lives. Ian was over at mine on Friday. We were playing Madden on the PlayStation, and uh, he scored a touchdown, which made the game 42-24. And without missing a beat, we both turned to each other and said, that's a palindromic score. And then both sighed because we realised <laughs> we are basically one person. <laughs> uh. Well, the, the 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 weirdest one was still um, it. And we we have it recorded for posterity uh, because it was on the pod, podcast. But yeah, at exactly the same time, to the point I think people think we edited it. We both went, and again, the timing the same. Ah, good old robot wars. <laughs> it was like <Yeah>. what? <laughs> it was like it was so weird. <laughs> But also, and then there's the good old robot yeah. wars. Our oh, robot wars is great. I, I, I agree with the sentiment. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Love for robot wars. I found out this is this is a weird tangent, but I found out like into my adulthood that um my dad had been trying to get tickets for us to go and see it, and he got so close to doing it, and I think basically by the time he got round to trying to buy them, they they finished the series ah. for good. And he was absolutely crushed. He was like, oh, man. And I only, he obviously waited 10 years before he told me because that's the time I needed to be okay with it. Yeah. Any sooner, and that would have been. It has one of of my favorite moments on TV is in Robot Wars where the kid, there's some kids (laughs) against some like grown adults, and it goes to like a tiebreaker and they give it to the kids. And the grown man kind of just yeah. slams his controller down to one of his mates and just walks <laughs> off. And it's just, I mean, oh, you, you never, well, you um, don't come back from that, surely. You know, no. Daniel, uh, the comedian Daniel Sloss, mm. I'm mm-hmm. fairly sure his dad got banned from Robot Wars. <laughs> because, like, he he, co- he covered it in one of his stand-ups. I can't remember which one it is, but I yeah. did some reading into it. Because you know when a comedian says something, and it's like, this ain't true, is it? Um, yeah. So I think his dad was like, something to do with like, what, like a like oil drilling engineer or something. And basically uh-huh. attached like a diamond-tipped <laughs> oil mine <laughs> drill to the front of a robot. Yeah. 
And the producer, uh, yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard this and story. And the producer yeah. was just like, "You can't do this." And <laughs> I think they had to take yeah. it off, which just left like a re- basically a remote control car. Yeah, that's <laughs> and right. it was like this could have been like this is this is illegal <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> but there's a there's a very a very and I mean Brilliant. he's depressingly young anyway. But there's a very young Daniel Sloss yeah. on an old episode of Robot Wars with his battered robot that no longer has a drill on it. Oh, that's phenomenal. Uh, anyway, Always Sunny. Yeah, I think we're talking phenomenal. about Always Sunny. <laughs> Always Sunny to Robot Wars. Obvious. There you go. Uh, oh, you know, uh, it's... Yeah, obvious, obvious, obvious connections. Um, uh, it's fine. I embrace the tangents now. I used to panic and think, oh, we're going off topic. I was like, who cares? It's fine. It's just a podcast. <laughs> You're all here. Um, anyway, yeah. But no, it's going back to it, I think, as you say, I, I love that aspect of it of the guest star, but I think you're right. It's, it's an important one to address, right? Because I think it's one of those things in, in other sitcoms, it's been noted when a studio kind of says we need, you know, someone bankable to put on the poster or whatever, and how that can fundamentally change the tone or the style of a sitcom, i.e. the later seasons of the US mm-hmm. office, you know, it's one that often gets talked about. But I feel like in this one, like you said, Danny DeVito joins, as we've said, he kind of just does whatever because he's clearly game for it. And it, it, it definitely works, doesn't it, in terms of like carrying on the yeah. show and like furthering the tone. It doesn't seem to have in any way drag it down or change it drastically, as you, go, as you said earlier. It's like it, it just seems to help he's further it along. He's also not kind of gone... Because the instances where it hasn't worked is like Chevy Chase in Community where he just took everything far right. too seriously. Yeah. It all became about him and then yes. there was obviously the whole thing where he ended up leaving and there's a definite decline whilst he was a great character his personality was too big for the yeah. show and actually it suffered as a result of when he left mm. and you don't get that with Danny DeVito in this I mean you you couldn't have if if you're being mm. asked to do the stuff that Frank Reynolds does on screen you couldn't have someone who takes it <laughs> too seriously that, those two things just would not no. work at all but I, I no. think I think the the a very good thing with it as well is not just Danny DeVito, but the character of Frank Reynolds. Because yes. with Frank there, you no longer have to explain why the bar is still running. Mm. Because, yeah. because Frank is bankrolls everything. Because if he wasn't there, yeah. they because they touch on it in the uh, the f- very first episode, like I said, I rewatched, and they keep mentioning how much money they're bringing in and how it's the most... Because the first episode is they accidentally become a gay bar. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, this is the most money we've made in ages. We were struggling before, and like, if they didn't have yeah. that bankroll, what would that have become the main throughfare of them trying to mm. make the bar successful? And it, it just feels like it would have become a different show. Well, having Frank there yeah. allows them to just go. You don't quite, you don't ask how they could afford random plane tickets to." do a drinking competition mm. on a plane across the US. And like you don't you don't ask or how they can randomly rent a coach or you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So it keeps it I yeah. think it, for a, from a story point of view as well I think that character is really important. Yeah. I I totally agree. It definitely yeah. It's a, it's a nice I never thought about it like that but actually when you when you put it that way, yeah, it's mm. a nice way of getting around that obstacle for sure. And it does explain a lot as to why basically uh, Dennis and Dee are the way that they are mm. as well. Yeah. It goes a long way. The apples <laughs> fall, don't fall far from the tree. 
No. <laughs> I had my pieces. Your, your pieces? My guns. Oh. Hi. Anyway, I started blasting. Bam! Wow. Bam! No, I don't see so good, so I missed. Then they ran away. I ran after them. Okay. Bang! Try to shoot them in the back. But I don't want so good either. Anyway, you guys all think I'm a hero, and I'll accept that responsibility. I mean, speaking of, yeah, it just, as you said, the rest of the cast in this are phenomenal. I'm just picking one at random. I mean, Glenn Howerton as as Dennis. One of the most frightening, mm. but also hilarious characters I've ever seen in a comedy. Like, it's, it's something you alluded to earlier, and I think it's the strength of a good sitcom is like understanding as they go, okay, this is who the character is, yeah. and then just leaning into that. The places Glenn Howerton goes with Dennis <laughs> it, it frequently crosses a line where you're like, oh no, now I'm actually mm. scared. Well, it's not what he says, it's it's the implication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly>. yes. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, uh. The whole purpose of buying the boat in the first place was to get the ladies nice and tipsy topside so we can take them to a nice, comfortable place below deck and, you know, they can't refuse. Yeah. Because of the implication. Oh, uh, okay. You had me go in there for the first part. The second half kind of threw me. Well, dude, dude, th think about it. She's out in the middle of nowhere with some dude she barely knows. You know, she looks around her. What does she see? Nothing but open ocean. Ah, uh, there's nowhere for me to run. What am I going to do? Say no? Okay. That, <laughs> <laughs> that seems really dark. No, no, it's not dark. You're misunderstanding me, bro. I'm, okay. I'm, I think I am. Yeah, you are. <laughs> because if the girl said no, then the answer obviously is no. No. But the thing right. is, is she's not going to say yeah. no. She would never say no because of the implication. Now, you've said that word implication a couple of times. What implication? The implication that things might go wrong for her if she refuses to sleep with me. Now, not that things are going to go wrong for her, but she's thinking that they will. But it sounds like she doesn't want to have Why sex with Why aren't you with understanding you? this? I don't... She, she doesn't know whether she wants to have sex with me. It's that she doesn't know. That's not know. the issue. Are she, you going to hurt be a, women? I'm not going to hurt oh, these women. Okay. Why would I ever hurt these women? I, don't I feel like you're not getting this at all. I'm at not all. getting it. God damn. Well, don't you look at me like that. You certainly wouldn't be in any danger. So they are in danger. No one's in any danger. How can I make that any more clear to you? Okay, it's an implication of danger. You know what, just drop it. Let's drop it. You're not gonna fire your Let's, let's get out of here. I mean, my mind just flashes to him with like, I don't know, I can't remember the context or why, but it's just him in a room doing a presentation. And it just ends. And I think there's some writing on the wall that's like, camp or what it is something to do it's just like sex or something really weirdly explicit behind him and he's just staring into the audience and it's just how that moment ends and it hangs for like a good two minutes where it's just deeply uncomfortable be like yeah this is who this character is like he's just terrifying as you say it's the implication <laughs> well it's all, all the whole um I, I i should have made a note of this because of course this would come up but the the right. dennis system yeah yes where... oh my goodness all, 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 um Oh, oh, all I can horrible. remember is it ends with separate entirely. And then... Yes. And then yeah. do, you, do you want to run down? I, I <laughs> yeah. had it in my notes. Oh, yeah, because there's also the Mac <laughs> system, right? <laughs> yes. Which Max one is basically in moving after. <laughs> moving after completion. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so de present, the, present the Dennis system. The Dennis system, system is demonstrate value. Oh, Lord. Engage physically. Nurture dependence, neglect emotionally, inspire hope, uh -huh. and then separate entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
it's so, so, I love some of but, my favorite scenes from Always Sunny involve them with flip charts. Yeah, but the the uh, crazy thing is, is yeah. like yeah, it, to to get maybe a little bit too real at the moment, like. This is this was played out as horrific comedy. Like, I mean, when did the Dennis episode come out? Like five, six years ago, something like that. It was it was oh, season, season five. five. Yeah. So like so two thousand ten. Right. So like thirteen years ago, and now there's all of this awful stuff of like the Andrew Tates and everything of the world, mm. and it's like yeah, yeah. It, it it's kind of crazy that this was lampooned as like something that was completely out of this world the reason it was kind mm. of funny is because it was it was lampooning the type of people that would be like this and you know also it, it was yeah. a caricature of that to a degree yeah and then now we're yeah. just in this world that is just kind of like it's it's it, it was i don't know maybe ahead of its time but it's it's kind of depressing to a degree without mm. getting too kind of down in the dumps about things but i don't know it's yeah. it's kind of and i think they do this a lot right there's a lot of the stuff that is really shocking is actually lampooning how awful certain people are in society rather than them mm. playing it out for the sake of you know trying to kind of as a kind of gross out human which obviously is to a degree but i think yeah. there's there's definitely like the subtext of um kind of a bit of a societal commentary as well mm. That got real. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, this show does, as you say. It was, it was something I, I thought we would talk about because I feel like it mm. does satire and observation, as you say, but in a way that is often, as you said, extreme or like it's pushing things. But then it's it's that kind of weird thing of life imitating art sometimes. And I think you're right, especially when you watch back, because as you say, that was like, yeah, 2009, 2010 that came out. <laughs> And then you, 13 years on, you're like, that's not aged badly. If anything, that's just mm. more relevant, like frighteningly so. And there's a lot of examples like that of, of issues that they tackle early on. And obviously, they're not presenting these guys as the solution or being correct in any way. No. <laughs> like If you read the show like that, you've grossly misunderstood the point <laughs> entirely. I've... I've um... But as you say, it's it, it's satire yeah. at age as well. I've just come on. I scrolled a little bit further down the episode notes, and um, we also we forgot yeah. about Frank's system, which is scra- which is scraps, <laughs> which is not an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh, so much good stuff, but. I mean, yeah, just as a character like that, he just, yeah, absolutely terrifying. Like, just playing, I think as as you say, like, because we're more aware now of things like this, unfortunately, him basically playing like a a psychopathic narcissist, but to absolute perfection. Hmm. Yeah, it just works. And I think credit to the guy because it's just hilarious. Like, there's so much to, I, I really enjoy the running gag later on where, because of his his mindset, like the fact that he is genuinely convinced that he is the most attractive human on the planet, and he will not hear it from anybody else. And and obviously, we get later on in the season where Rob McElhenney as Mac just gets absolutely mm. shredded, and and every opportunity Dennis is like trying to put him down physically and be like, no, no, you you don't look like this. Like I am a god, and you are. Not. And he's like, what? And you just it's just that running gag I really enjoyed of like. Dude, no. Well, I, I think he's well, ridiculously more ripped than you. The best part about that was when 
when Rob McPony just decided to get fat for like two seasons and then yeah. get shredded again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also was he, yeah. he kind of made the point, didn't he? Because there was the whole thing about uh, mm. as as Rob McElhenney was interviewed about it and he was like, yeah, I mean, it's really easy. I don't mm. know why more people don't get in this kind of shape. All you need is like tons of money, a personal trainer, <laughs> a personal chef, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, was, it was him yeah. and um, not, not sure if you've actually it's not really a sitcom. Um, uh, mm. Kumal Nanjani. The guy from Silicon Valley, he yeah. got shredded for um, Eternals, I think. yeah. And but bo- so both of them, at the same time, sitcom styles get ripped, yeah. And they did a load of stuff yeah. about, it's like, no, this is really toxic. I hate every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that had the? Yeah, was it Mark Mark Wahlberg that had the like ridiculous schedule? Mm. Like he woke up at. Yeah, it gets up at like four yeah, a.m. Plays or something. Golf yeah. I wake up yeah. thirty-five yeah. minutes and ends up in bed by yeah. six or something yeah. ridiculous. So, so, so yeah, <laughs> wake up at four, go to the gym, say hi to the kids at five, <laughs> pray at half four, breakfast at six, gym at six. Yeah, it's like why do this? If you go to bed at six, you could do all this three hours later and still get to bed at nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just you know take a bunch of anabolics <laughs> and you know do it that I way. Mean, like, which I'm I'm sure none of them do no, that. Never. But also, like you know. Talking of people you don't want to aspire to be, Mark Wahlberg's pretty high <laughs> on that list. <laughs> He's up there with Dennis, it's true. Um, yeah, maybe not as bad, but who knows? Yeah. I say that, and next week something could come out. So oh, yeah. let's, uh, let's swiftly move away <laughs> yeah. from that topic. He, he, he lost me at but... Best Friends with Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, it's... Oh, man, that's incredible. He's just, he's definitely up there in terms of, I think he he leads the charge in the recurring gag that comes with the entire cast of ruining people's mm. lives and just moving on like nothing's happened and then completely forgetting they exist. Like the sheer amount of women that have been left devastated in the wake of the Dennis system is just one of them. There's, you know, it's, it's a whole host of recurring characters that just keep popping up and he definitely plows the way forward of just like, who are you? What? No, I'm carrying well, there's on. There's the whole episode which is done like making a murderer, right? Mm. Because mm. he yes. he's dating the woman who becomes a cat. He... <laughs> yeah, that's and right. <laughs> she ends up dying. Yeah, she ends up dying and I think it ends up because she fell yeah. off a wall or something weird like that. Yes. But there are clips yeah. of, because I think like there's security cam footage of Dennis just sitting there for perfectly yeah. still for like six hours or something. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's, the, it's terrifying. the running joke that he is almost <laughs> definitely a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> talking absolutely. of like, it has got, I know, I guess you've got the benefit of running for such a long time, but it's got such a good cast of mm. recurring characters as well, outside of the sort of, mm main principles like obviously all of the muck poils you've yeah. got um max dad um cricket uh, obviously cricket. yeah um cricket. but yeah, yeah it's just it, there's uh, the waitress um who yeah. was married who, to charlie day right yeah 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 um because she she she's right back in episode one yeah yeah which i i, I yeah, always yeah, assume right. she came in later but yeah right the first thing that <laughs> the first scene is them drinking outside her cafe because Charlie wants yeah. to talk to the waitress. <laughs> yeah. 
And even then, there's, isn't there like an episode later on where you find out that like Charlie is sort of stalking her, but in a way that is actually really helpful yes! and conducive to her yeah, life? Yeah, like he takes her rubbish out it's and like stuff a weird like that. Twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like she's just like, all this stuff keeps happening to me. Why is it? It's like, oh, it's because Charlie's not following you around anymore. Because I. I, I... <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Because there's an, also an episode that has. Um... He ends up hooking up with a character played by Alexandra uh Daddario. Daddario. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. um just to make the waitress jealous. And right. it is so funny. <laughs> it's uh because it ends with um him just very flippantly telling it, it's like, no, I'm doing this to make her jealous. I don't care about you. I will never care about you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want you back in my life. Do you really mean that? Yeah. I need you. Okay, I'll be right there. Awesome, well I'm out of here. What? What are you talking about? I'm leaving. I'm going to be with the waitress. She's the woman I love. No, but I I wasn't using you like Trevor was. He's a total I really, really, really like you. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay, I was using you. That's why I kissed you in front of the waitress. That's why I banged you a bunch of times, just to make the waitress jealous. Amazing, you slept with me almost instantly. And by the way, a quality woman doesn't do that. She doesn't say yes right away. She says no to a man for years, like 10 years. That's what a real woman does, okay? You know what you were acting like? Stupid little rich slut. And that's all that you are. How can you do this to me? Are you still talking? Go away, dum-dum. Go run and hide, go from me. I don't wanna see you. <laughs> women, right? Oh man, all right, cool. I'm out. Oh man, it's brutal. It's so brutal. Oh. Uh. Yeah, there's so many of them in here as well. It's even what's the uh, I saw another one, uh, another guy that plays a waiter as well. So they've got a yes! waiter and a waitress, and and neither one you learn their first name. It's just that's who they are. And they do you think? Well, um, do you think they'll ever the same? Sorry, Karen. No, to say, do you think they're ever gonna name the waitress? They... No, at this no. point you're too far. Last gone. episode, surely. Maybe last episode. Maybe they'll uh, they'll janitor mm. it, and we won't know if it is actually her name. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. It, that uh, that would be a great gag, yeah, if, like, Charlie thinks her name's, like, Sue or something, and then it's Mary, yeah. or, like, just, you know, he's he's got it completely wrong, and then none of them actually know. I think that would make more sense. Yeah. Um, You also have to recur. It might be the same guy as the waiter, actually, Um, but there's a mm. solicitor they keep visiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and yes. every time they see him, his job title is lower and lower because they've screwed him over. <laughs> yeah, and then right. he might end yeah. up as a waiter. Mm. Um, I think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, as you say, there are just so many. Cricket's definitely, I think, the, the absolute. Um, I don't know what the word is. Well, he's like the he's the personification of all the stuff they've done wrong. That's yeah, the word right? I'm looking for. Because he's, he's yeah. That's that's the word. Does he start for. off as a priest? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then he ends up as basically a homeless gigolo. Yeah, uh, a, a horrifically burnt <laughs> a homeless gigolo <laughs> with one eye, and he's addicted to crack or something. Uh, and you're just like, his his life just gets sadder and sadder every time you see him. And it's and again, it's that recurring gag of like none of them taking mm. accountability or even acknowledging his existence at times. Or they'll he'll, they'll just turn and be like, "You did this," and they'll be like. What? What are you talking about? No, he didn't. And they just carry on <laughs> like nothing's happened. 
the one time they tried to take accountability was the whole uh yeah. the gang squashes the beef and they try to make mm. up to everyone that they did wrong and that ends up yeah. with them setting the apartment on fire and nailing everybody inside <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> or, right. like, nailing the door shut with everyone inside it's like that's cool. right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that takes care of that oh, <laughs> oh my days it's amazing um, I mean, yeah, Phil bouncing back around like Charlie Day. I mean, he's top cast here, just next to Glenn mm. Harrison. I kind of feel like the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of Dennis, right? Like, where is it? Like, Dennis is like basically a sociopathic, narcissistic serial killer, like for definite. You know, Charlie Day is just this sort of he plays this really innocent kind of. I don't know how to describe him. He, he just there's just something kind of likable about him, even though he is by definition's a bad person like he does bad stuff and gets things wrong and he's he's kind of harmless right i feel like he's just never he's he's like a he's a teenager still he's in yeah. his yeah. mid 40s yeah. he's still a teenager yeah yeah well the, the thing charlie's got for him as well is he's the only and it's time to talk about that episode he's the only person who <laughs> actually shows that he's good at his job yeah, because yes, you, that's true. you have the Charlie work episode, which I strongly yes. believe is one of the best episode, like best sitcom episodes, so good ever. Which is where there's the gang are trying to do like an air mile slash steak scam, while mm-hmm. a health inspector is coming to check out the episode, and <laughs> if every if anyone's listened to our podcast, they know that I'm a I'm a fan of a good one take. And the whole middle of the episode is one yeah. shot of Charlie showing this health inspector around while all of this wild stuff is happening behind them. But they then pass the health thing and nobody cares. He's the <laughs> only one to yeah. keep the bar running and nobody else cares about it by the end of the episode. And it's just, it's like, I don't think innocent's the right word because he has his, he has his victims. Like there are, oh, there yeah. are, there are problems, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think Graham hit the nail on the head. I think like, I wouldn't even say teenager. I would say child. <laughs> yeah. He's like, a, oh, oh, look what he did. He did something silly. <laughs> yeah. And also just as an actor, like Charlie, Charlie Day seems mm. like of obviously take away from, uh, I think Danny DeVito is probably separate to this, but mm. he's the one that seems to have done the most outside of, it's always sunny as well. And I don't know for, yeah. for what, That's what true. kind of reason yeah, it yeah. is, but I guess he's not involved in the writing, right? So maybe he's got a bit more time on his hands to go. I think he I think well, I think he is. Oh, is he? Okay. I thought it was the other guy. Uh, the he other is. Yeah, My, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe he's just it, it seems to be pretty even keel from what I can gather from IMDB. I think like Charlie Day even wrote the first okay. episode. Um Yeah. But I know what you mean. There it's true. I was thinking about this earlier, like in terms of outside of this body of work you're absolutely right he's the one i've seen pop up in more stuff i think i've seen glenn harrison i remember him in the first season of fargo and it's like the only other thing i think i've seen him in and gone like hey it's dennis you know and but i think it's kind of the curse the gift and the curse right of being in such a successful show like this it's like it's very very hard for you to break out of just being that character from that show yeah i mean you look at like the friends cast right probably like right, exactly. Monica and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel are kind of the only ones that yeah. have uh, 
yeah, really went on. And I guess David Trim has done a few bits and pieces here and there. I like. I, I, this is a thing mm. I think maybe exclusive to sitcoms, but where you use the character name and actor name mm. interchangeably, which is also fine. Yeah. But it's always sunny. Yes. Apart from Glenn, they're all named their own names. <laughs> That's true. Well, which I mean, to, to be fair, I get it. He did say that he, the reason that he didn't want to be called Glenn is because he wanted to distance himself from Dennis mm. as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> That completely makes sense. Like, talking of names, the best, the Mm. sing, and I I will choose this randomly as my hill to die on. The single funniest thing in Always Sunny is like this, like, later season reveal of what Mac's full name is. Oh, what? Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Yes! Like right. they just they just drop it into an episode <laughs> randomly. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just it is so childish. But yeah, Max. It's incredible. Max actual full name is <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Oh my goodness me. Uh, uh... I'm probably not gonna wear mine. I mean, who wears a name tag, right? That's not I'm cool. gonna wear mine. Huh. I'm seeing everybody else wearing their name tags. So just pop that on, buddy. Nobody calls me this anymore, uh-huh. and I feel like it's gonna confuse people. And... It's not, because everybody called you that in high school. So pop it on, because it, it's definitely a rule, and they're not gonna let you inside without it's it. It's been so... so long, it's probably not even my name legally You're anymore. You're gonna have to pop it on. <sighs> okay. Good. Well, okay, Ronald McDonald. Don't call me I, that. Well, it's your name. That's amazing. That's so good. Again, I genuinely forgot mm. that was the case. But it makes sense. Oh, yeah. As well. It just fits the character. Because, I mean, speaking of... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's somewhere weirdly in between the other two. Right? Like, he can yeah. be really arrogant and self-centered, but he's also incredibly stupid. See, I so I would put Rob McElhenney as the teenager. Because the whole yes. thing with yeah. and exactly like Graham just said, I just called him Rob McElhenney. <laughs> they went to call him Mac. Um, mm. A lot of the bad stuff Mac does is to impress Dennis. Yeah. Yes. Like he's always trying to like, he just wants to be yeah. liked. There's also a weird kind of like ignorance to the world as well, isn't there? Mm. Just in so many things, he just doesn't understand oh, yeah. that this is not the way the world works for for one reason or another. Um, oh, yeah, well, like yeah. evolution. Yeah, <laughs> like that that whole that whole Reynolds versus Reynolds episode is incredible. But... Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, and again, another one like you said. I mean, we mentioned it—the physical performance mm. as well. To be fair, like the whole like just chucking on loads of weight and then getting super shredded, and like just that doing that in between seasons is like. Just, just to commit to a yeah. joke as well, like the whole joke for those two seasons is him going, "I'm acquiring <laughs> mass," and you kind of think, "Yeah, he's just, just going to be fat," and then like out of nowhere in one season, he's suddenly super ripped. And you're like, "Whoa, where did that?" So come you from? know what the like the meta side of the weight gain is. So oh, he basically on. said, like, when traditionally in sitcoms like Friends, I think he specifically said Friends, the cast get uh-huh. more and more unbelievably beautiful as the season goes on. 
That's so he true. was like, wouldn't yeah, it be yeah. funny if they just suddenly got like really fat? It was like, I'm just going to yeah. get really fat. Because <laughs> I'm assuming you guys, Brilliant. you guys thought the same. I thought it was a fat suit. The first, like the first yeah. episode. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, that's quite funny. Yeah. And then it, I don't know if he, he took his t-shirt off or anything, but it's like, that's not a fat suit unless like prosthetics have got incredible. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, it might be the end of one of the se- seasons, I think, the last season where he looks like that. And like, they're at like a, uh, a school reunion. Yes. And he's just got his belly hanging yeah. out of the shirt. And yeah, you're like, you're like, nope, that is, that is a real human body. Like he committed to that. And you think, fair play. <laughs> and I enjoy the metaness of yeah. that as well. And then I think, because he's still shredded, but he's not as shredded as... Mm. The episode he was shredded in. I've said shredded too many times, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know but what you mean. Apparently, yeah. I think the reason he had to get so shredded mm-hmm. was at the end of that season. Um, they did so. It's when Mac had come out as gay. Yes, and the end right. of that yeah. season, he was trying to figure out how to tell his dad he was gay and mm. what that meant and how he felt and things like that. And he does it through dance. And mm. the whole episode is building up to, he's going to do a dance in prison for his yeah. dad to explain why he's gay. And you're, mm. you're like pre cringing for it because it's Mac and mm-hmm. we've, and then the episode stops being funny and it is just like a deadly mm. bordering on beautiful five minutes of TV of him doing mm. this dance. And then his dad leaves, but you cut into Mac, uh, to Frank and it's filmed yeah. really cinematically, like nothing out of the thing before. And it's just him yeah. saying, I get it. And then the episode ends and it's like, that's not mm. funny anymore. <laughs> this is this, something yeah. very <laughs> serious has happened, but um, yeah. To do some of the lifts in that, he had to be really, really, um, like peak physical fitness to get that whole dance thing yeah. to work. And it's just like, yeah. it's always sunny in Philadelphia. This is the show where they pretended to have AIDS to get a discount at a water park, <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up doing an episode that was just yeah. like it's. Yeah. Uh, we used the phrase I think on uh, an episode of our podcast recently. It's like the. Um, it's the Dr. Cox moment in Scrubs mm. where the episode yeah, yeah. stops being funny anymore and it is just deadly yeah. serious. But the it doesn't yeah. do it often. I think there's one other one mm. which is Charlie in Ireland carrying the body of his dad up a hill. Oh, yeah. And it's <laughs> no, but it's and it's suddenly it's just him shouting like to the sky about how why his dad wasn't there like that. But it's like, yep. This isn't funny anymore. I'm glad you brought that one up because, yeah, that was the last season I watched. And, yeah, I felt the same thing. Like It was like a weird moment where like the the whole premise of it, the whole thing leading up to it, there's so many stupid moments. There's all this infighting, um, just loads of it. And like like you say, and then it just has that moment. And I remember watching that and going like, wait, I'm... I'm tearing up now. Like, what's happening? Like, what, how has the yeah. show hit me with this all of a sudden? Where you're like, like you said, on paper, hmm. it's gross and ridiculous, and it's everything that Always Sunny has been for years. But it has this really poignant, heartbreaking moment yeah. in it. While the guy from Deep Space Nine about... is in like a wheelbarrow. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and then like two minutes later it ends on a really horrible yeah. joke. <laughs> like it just it goes from that, yeah, one extreme to the other. Something that I'm glad you brought the Dr. Cox promo because we talked about this way back when I did Scrubs with a good friend of the show, Andy Godian. Like, I feel like a good sitcom can have those moments, mm-hmm. right? It like you can because uh, you know comedy and drama like they're kind of two extremes of the same spectrum. Often it's it's human connection. It's you know you often say right if you get a good comedy actor, they could probably do an Oscar winning like dramatic performance because they know how to play those extremes. So I love when a show, even a show as ridiculous and repugnant as this at times, can just surprise you with a moment like that where it just goes, and emotional yeah. know, Trump card. And you kind of go, wait, what? No, I wasn't ready for this. No. That's not fair. Go back to the messed up stuff. Yeah, go back to being stupid. But I, I, th- I think it's got to be earned, right? Because again, I have... Uh, Oh, exactly, yes. exactly the same as you. I'm. I haven't watched the latest season because it got added to Netflix literally like six days ago. Um. So I yeah, yeah. can't speak for that. But Dennis hasn't had that. Um, Not yet. Sweet yeah. D hasn't had that. Frank hasn't really. Mm. Frank's version of that was understanding, showing that he could empathize with like Mac, basically. But. I, right. I think it shows that they understand the characters, that they aren't trying to humanize Dennis, and they aren't trying. Yeah, it's like Sweet D is also a repugnant human being. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like and some of her worst stuff <laughs> isn't on Netflix anymore because um, really, yeah, because it was when she um, uh, she oh, she hang on black, was it uh, blacked up yeah. as I was just about to say yeah, yeah. which. Mm. Uh, which yeah. apparently she broke. Uh, so she had a character as like a journalist or a news reporter or something. Yeah. And she would black up for it. Which, uh-huh. like Tropic Thunder, the comment mm. was on blackface. Like the whole yes. point was showing yeah. how stupid it is, which is why I'm also not happy it's not on Netflix because mm. it feels like you've missed the point of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I can understand. But she, that. I think mm. she, she injured herself quite badly filming a scene. And had to go to hospital mm. in blackface. Oh no! And um, apparently, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. There's an interview with her somewhere, but it's just like I was very aware, very aware <laughs> of what was happening. Um, 
The, the Lethal Weapon episode isn't on there mm. anymore either. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, of course, because there's like a whole running gag about that, right? Of them like d- debating that exact point and then being like, you can't do this. And then it's interchanged with different yeah. members of them playing it and trying it on and being like, no, this doesn't work. Because they keep switching <laughs> who's playing Riggs and who's playing Murtaugh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, as you say, I think that the, obviously the point of it is it's it's hanging a lantern on how yeah. stupid it is and how offensive it is. And again, the point of these characters is they are ignorant. You know, whenever you approach any subject, they are not the solution. They are highlighting the problem or people's, you know, issues around it. But I, I see what you mean. It is one of those. Yeah, ever since that kind of came out, I think a lot of shows i've even noticed it again rewatching the office uh scrubs is another one where like if there's a scene i think both of them have one moment in one scene in one episode but they've just scrubbed mm. it just to be like yeah we're not we're not gonna offend anyone fair enough i suppose yeah I think you, as three white guys in england oh, on the yeah. podcast we don't really have a lot to oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna get here and be like oh i think you should no absolutely not oh, no, the- no i'm gonna leave that one yeah. well alone i agree in in but I, th- I do think with with stuff like it's always where the point has been completely missed yeah. with it. I think you kind of do a bit more harm. Yeah. Than, maybe, maybe you know, some people aren't aware of the nuance mm. and stuff, and will take it a, a, for yeah. want of a better word, face value. Um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, do, I do I do feel that. That's a clip for the episode. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, it, it does. It upsets me yeah, that you don't. I, I think mm. some of the. I think satire is the most important thing of cutting mm. through some of the awful stuff, whether it be just general society yeah. or like. I think uh, satire in like politics, I think, is one of the most important things, right? The, the way that people are held mm. to account mm. for, you know. Take the UK, right? The the smallest population of the UK watch things like Question Time and Prime Minister's Questions actually give a damn about what policies are. The majority of people will find out from like mm. Mock the Week, for example, about why something is ridiculous or, or not anymore because it's not running. But you, you take my point. Um, and I think yeah, the minute yeah. you get rid of things that are satirical, even if mm-hmm. they get close to the mark i don't know i just i feel that you lose something mm. and you you're not challenging stuff and look don't get me wrong it's yeah. probably a fine line to tread and i'm sure netflix probably see it as well, we'll get rid of that and we don't have any problems and we can continue making billions and billions of dollars um it's but, it's a, um, it's it's a quick decision it is yeah easier it's, it's the easy decision absolutely yeah yeah i'm yeah. speaking as a white man on a podcast. <laughs> Back in my day, yeah, no, we're not doing that. But I, I know I do agree with you. I, I see it from both sides, and you know, to sort of sit on the fence. I, I do agree, though. I do think I've had this discussion before. Actually, I think when I chatted to Will about stand up, we sort of touched on this of like the idea of it's the intent mm. and the execution in comedy is so important. And yeah, the show like this, as we said. It kind of goes after those comments. It goes after yeah. those things. But in a way, as you say, that it's satirizing. It's in no way condoning and saying, like, this is acceptable and fine. It's like, no, it's making fun of ignorance. It's making fun of the sort of attitudes. So, 
as you say, the intent is clearly there, but you're right. Yeah, it's it, from a corporate point of view, you can understand why they would just go blanket rule, just take yeah. it out. <laughs> but, but, it's, it's not blanket worth it. rule, no blackface. Like, <laughs> Which, fair, to be fair, if I if I ever bought yeah. a bar, I would have the exact same rule. Don't don't <laughs> yeah, care about exactly. the nuance of the intent. <laughs> no, sh- no, no shirt, yeah. no shoes, yeah. no blackface, no blackface, no service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair anyway, on to, Fair on, on to lighter things, like how they uh, on to lighter things. But created talk, a talk cult. about D Reynolds, though, as Kate. Oh yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. But I just wanted to highlight actually of on that with with sort of D Reynolds. I think it's definitely one of those characters where, like you say, she is repugnant. She is awful, but you get the sense that in the earlier seasons they didn't quite know what to do yeah. with her character because she was slightly she sort of felt like the normal one in the group for yeah. a while and then just suddenly like slid was, into depths of depravity yeah i was reading that that was basically the way they wrote her in and the reason for the character in the first instance was she was meant to be kind of like the normal voice of reason um and ken mm. and olsen kind of ran with the kind of rest of the rest of the cast because i guess and you know, going back to the point of sort of nuance and things on this, I guess if you've got, mm. I think always Sunny would become a bit boring and formulaic if you've got okay, here's the three guys that are pushing everything and being disgusting, and here's the one girl that's saying, "Huh, isn't that awful?" And here's the moral of the story why. Whereas actually, if it's yeah, yeah they're all in on it, yeah. and you know, as the viewer, you mm. can kind of you know you pick up the nuance and you can kind of make your make your own judgments on that so i think it went down the right route but yeah from the sounds of it they kind of brought her in to be this kind of like voice of reason character but um, i think yeah that that ties in quite well with like the whole all the character arc or character development always sunny is the gang mm. bringing people down to their level mm. yes and absolutely D, D is clearly yeah. the first casualty of that um, yeah, but what would you what what would yeah. you expect from a stupid big bird? <laughs> God, I, I I hope people yeah. have watched Always Sunny before listening to that, or that made me sound <laughs> horrible. <laughs> uh, there's a running joke that she's a big bird to the point in one flashback scene she is literally played by an ostrich. <laughs> It's all right. There'll be there'll be plenty of clips I'll yes. put in for context. Don't worry. <laughs> Just a big bird compilation, please. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? I've done stupider things on this show. <laughs> you look like Big Bird. We need to set a trap. Yeah. And how do you catch a cricket with a giant bird? You're eating that cheese stick like some kind of giant bird, you know? Jump in here real quick and point out that this is the point in the conversation where I would volunteer to be the girl on the billboard, and then you guys would talk about how ugly you think I am and compare me to some sort of giant bird. Why'd you guys have to both come over here to get one bowl? It's more fun if we both come. Yeah, I was going to hold the bowl. Dennis was going to stand next to me and make snide comments. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, you look like a bird. Uh, that's one. Uh, old. It's an oldie, but goodie. It's an oldie, but He comes up with good ones. Yeah, no, that was a good one. She looks like a bird. <laughs> yeah, and since we're all saying things that we say all the time, I'll just reiterate, D, we don't care about you or your body or your baby or that baby bird that you're probably carrying inside of you. <laughs> D, why in God's name would you wear a costume with giant wings? 
I'm a sexy angel. Are we supposed to pretend like you're not dressed like a giant bird? There's still time. Okay, Dee, we're out of here. You look like a turkey. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, I would say is, I would say, you look like a, a, an ostrich. Yes! Right? That's That's good. Good. Yeah. I was gonna say, no, I, was, I wanna call her an emu, but I wanna save it for, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like a big, fat, flightless bird. Right? Yeah, yeah. Those are all, just a just sort of the general. general whatever. I feel like you guys have done something like that before. Have we? Shut up, bird. All of this, I've heard all of this before. No? Shut up, bird. Blonde hair, she's gorgeous, not like a bird, but like a beautiful woman, definitely not like a bird. <sighs> you guys work here, right? Yeah. Can I, uh, can I get a drink? You go ask one of the other ones. What other ones? The other ones, the bird lady. <laughs> you know what you, you look like? You look like, like a, a bird? Yeah. Yeah, of course you look like a bird. You yeah. always look like a bird. Yeah. Shut up, bird! These <laughs> <laughs> a bird! She's <laughs> <laughs> a bird! She's a bird! She's a bird! I kind of feel compelled to call you a bird right now and throw my glass of water in your face. Right. Poetry thing. Okay. Really bad. Bad. Shut up, bird! You shut up, you can't read! <laughs> hey! You! Bird girl! Come on up! Yeah, I think you're right. It definitely... She definitely is the first first casualty. I would agree with that. It again, it does kind of remind me a little bit of sort of, um, is it uh, Judy Reese Dreyfus in the sort of Seinfeld of like again, it's initially she's the girlfriend character, and they're like, no, have her be just as bad. Like it's lean into that. Like have them all do this. No lessons learned. Drag everybody down. You know, the best case scenario. I always think of this show as like best case scenario by the end of the episode. Status quo is maintained. Mm -hmm. That's your best case scenario, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, it's sinking even lower. But that's kind of the point of the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed, like I said, I've, we haven't watched the, I'm yet to watch the latest one. I'm looking at the list of episode names. I mean, one of them is called Frank versus Russia, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I am so eager to see what that's all about. <laughs> if it's anything like the previous ones, like, you know, 2020 in a review, doing the whole going to ireland and dennis being a, a sort of covid denier like all that stuff it's just it's hanging a lantern on stuff that you, you could say particularly nowadays right where we're so interconnected and i mean you mentioned modern mm. week there graham like it's, it's a good example isn't it of shows like that that kind of end up becoming a bit defunct because things just move at such a clip now where anything that happens in the news there's going to be like a million tiktok youtube sketches about it by the end yeah. of the week so for a sitcom to kind of pick on these topics it's like or it's or a panel show like you've got to approach it with something interesting to say well, it, the right? obvious um the obvious kind of um example is south park right south park did that really well mm. in that they kind of waited yeah. until that week i mean i did you couldn't do the sitcom because you can't turn that around in the same time you can in an animation but south park are the True. ones that have i think been able to do to up to the minute satire the best but you mm. it's it's kind of on their side but yeah you're right but then like you know to, like the 2020 retrospective and the fact that they were all responsible for covid and trump and everything like that like it was done in such <laughs> a good way and i think it also like i think we were yeah. we were kind of like there was enough distance between all of it that it could be funny as well um, true. It was, true. It was true, the true. big Kanye reveal for me. Yes. That brought it all together. Yeah. But they've been back <laughs> it, was so, <laughs> it was so. It was so masterfully done. It's like, 
yep yeah. this is i get this and it's slowly they slowly fed through the whole episode that it was all into yeah. it was yeah very very well done yeah um and written by three of the main mm. cast as well mm. so you can tell all of them were coming at it together and be like yeah let's let's just think about this and interconnect it in a way that as you say hilarious absolutely hilarious and at a time we're like you could think I'm oh this again really I've I've had enough of this but ah brilliant so again I'm I'm excited to see what's what's up next I think it's going to be probably more of the same right because it's it's another one of those things this show you guys have mentioned it on your podcast and I think it's absolutely true I don't think it's dipped in quality no I was looking at like the average score I think the lowest score is like a seven yeah. out of ten um which is mad for something that's been going wow. for sixteen seasons well I. I, I tried to go through I kind of went through the episode list and made a note of I was trying to whittle it down to make like a these are my favourite episodes list and have ended up uh-huh. with like 15 but it stretches mm-hmm. from season 4 right up to season 13 mm. which is yeah. with any other show you, you always have like there's the sweet spot usually yeah. about a third of the way through where it's really yeah. really yeah. good and then the rest, whether it's bad is one thing, but definitely mm-hmm. not as good. Mm-hmm. But Always Sunny is definitely kept like a really high level the whole way through. Yeah. What do you think it is that's helped them to do that then? This I think they've marched to the beat of their own drum, right? They, they switched yeah. networks because yeah. that was the right thing to do sort of 10, 10 episodes through, like sorry, 10 seasons through. You uh-huh. mentioned the fact that they are the ones that have you know, the, the principal actors are the ones that are writing and producing it. I think um, mm-hmm. the fact that they've taken years off because it yep. wasn't the right time to do stuff, yeah. that I think helps helps mm-hmm. with stuff. And also, and a, a lot of stuff's gone, I've spoken about it many times when we've discussed uh, mm. the way that TV's gone, but less episodes to a season as well. Like, you go back um, to mm, like... I, ju- I, just, I just did the maths because I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. If the, if this was what we would refer to as a traditional American sitcom length, so twenty four episodes, yeah, sixteen seasons would be three hundred and eighty four episodes, yeah, which is just wow. you run Too out many. of stuff, right? Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I think yeah. the most recent two seasons were like eight episodes long, right? And which is yeah. fine. And I think that the fact that mm. streaming is kind of where a lot of this stuff sits now lends itself to it, right. You're not. A slave. I know they are on a network, but then you're not as much a slave to the network, a slave to the advertiser. You don't need to be 24 episodes from September to May. It doesn't need to be every episode right. is this length as well, because um, that used to be a thing, right? If mm-hmm, you look at, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's certain episodes of Friends where mm-hmm. certain bits are played at like a quicker speed just to ensure that they fit mm-hmm. with the ad breaks and things like that. It's it's mad, but yeah, yeah. So I think all of those things combined. Um, and the other thing is kind of, you know, the stuff that's kind of kept things relevant, like the jokes about 2020 and stuff like that. It's 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 fresh. Um, it's fresh, but it's the same kind of old, reliable thing. But it's, you know, they've got musical episodes. I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but like The Nightman Cometh <laughs> is one of the best episodes of TV ever. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> easily. And, you know, the fact yeah. that they've done that and not... And it's not been bad. Like some of... There's lots of... TV shows that will chuck like even Grey's Anatomy had a musical episode, um, but there's mm. lots of episodes, uh, lots of shows that will do musicals and not particularly well, 
um but it's 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 probably my favorite episode of it's always sunny so um but always yeah. always sunny also did um uh flat out an actual musical episode which was the quantum leap parody the um where it was the, oh, gang, yeah. the, gang, the gang goes black yeah so i i i <laughs> some some of the songs on that are incredible because frank is yeah. obsessed with the fact about whether he can now say, say the, the n-word yeah yeah even though we're still yeah, seeing yeah, him right. as Danny DeVito. Yeah. I think, yeah. weirdly, so my of my top three episodes, The Gang Goes Black and Nightman Come With were the top two, so mm-hmm. apparently I have a thing for musicals. <laughs> well, you say that, and we can talk about favourite episodes, because, yeah, I, I was going to ask you guys this. I feel like that is something that can work really well in a mm. sitcom if it's mm. executed right. Yeah. You know? I think about like early Simpsons, right? You know, some of like the iconic songs that they came out with from music episodes. There's there's other sitcoms that have done it. Scrubs did it well. But I yeah, I, the Scrubs if, episode was good. Yes, the Scrubs episode. I really yeah. I liked that one a lot because again, the, the way they lean into it of like a woman with a head injury and so everything she sees is a musical. It's like if you can find a way to write it in and it's clever and you have all these different styles. I mean, I frequently would sing Guy Love to some of my best mates and like we would just, that would be our. You know, we just have a joke about that and stuff like that. That if it can stay in your head, a little earworm like that, you're like, fair play, you've done it. But it can also land absolutely flat. You know, if you get it wrong, it can just be like, oh, this is bad. Why are we doing this? But yeah, I mean, yeah, talk to me about some of those episodes, man. I mean, my, the Nightman cometh. I'm just sort of looking through the episode notes just to try and remind myself of what that's all about. <laughs> And it looks crazy. He tells he tells the waitress um, he will stop bothering her if he come if she comes to a play he's putting on, which is called the Nightman Cometh. <laughs> and Nightman Cometh right. is the weirdest thing ever. It is about the yeah. It's about the Nightman who then becomes the Dayman, and there's a boy who has to pay, pay the, troll the troll toll to get into the boys. And then D improvises a song about how she's not sleeping with the child because it's unclear. (laughs) (laughs) Fighter of the Nightman. They did it on Broadway, didn't they? Brief brief run on Broadway, yeah. Did they? They did it kind of like an they did it like a play within a play kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Because yeah. I think the whole thing is on YouTube. They did like a documentary around it. It was, yeah, it looks great. I am in love with you, Dayman. Ah, fighter of the night, man. Ah, champion of the sun. Ah, you're a master of karate and friendship for everyone, Dayman. stage freeze just do it on my list like so charlie work i think is my like i said i think it's one of the best episodes like sitcom episodes ever so that's up there mm-hmm. nightman cometh is up there um yeah this is a long list uh, the <laughs> dennis system um who got d pregnant yep. 
which is where they like Rashomon it. Oh, and it's yes. the same Halloween party from everyone's perspective. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and yeah, there's like yeah. from Max's point of view, he gets yeah. in this like incredible fight with someone, and from someone else's, he accidentally headbutts <laughs> him or something. Um, yeah, Chard the Chardy McDennises. So Chardy <laughs> McDennis, the game of games, and Chardy McDennis Two Electric Boogaloo are incredible. Yep. Um, a good friend of mine, yeah. um, I'll say his name just because uh, Graham knows him, uh, Rob. Oh, yeah. Um, his uh, friend made him a Chardy McDennis for his birthday. Nice. So he <laughs> no. so he has a homemade Chardy McDennis game. But That's incredible. That, that whole episode is, it is so funny. And it is, it's yeah. the, it's also why I think it's lasted well, because it's re- mm. it doesn't insist on just being satire. So, like mm. this episode is just timelessly weird, and it then sits along ones which yeah. are a proper commentary on what's going on. And I think the fact they yeah. allow themselves that kind of thing just gives them mm. even more longevity. But those mm. because they do the hacker, and <laughs> they raise there's a flag raising <laughs> ceremony and. Yeah, I, I've. I, whenever I watch one, I have to watch the other Chardy McDennis episodes. They all blur into one for me, but it's yeah. incredible. Um, the Reynolds vs. Reynolds, the serial defense, mm-hmm. which is yeah. where yeah. Frank crashes into Dennis, and Dennis asks mm-hmm. him to clean the inside of his car because he spilt his cereal, and they do a whole yeah, that's right. kangaroo yeah. court in the bar to figure out who's responsible for it. And that then leads to Mac arguing for uh, yeah. arguing against evolution, which is nice. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, the gang broke D. Oh, it's just incredible. Yeah. Um, so the gang broke D is where um, they convince mm. D she's a successful comedian. So. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who loves elaborate pranks, that spoke to me, that episode. Oh. I was like, this is incredible. It's so good. Because you're wondering, I don't know about you, watching that is a good example of one of like, you're watching and where is this going? Yeah. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, how is this happening? And like, Dennis is getting, is like basically the point of view character for that whole episode because he's like, this doesn't make any sense. What's going on? And he's getting really angry as the episode goes on. And then it ends with them just going, oh yeah, it was a big elaborate prank. And, like, and you fell for it as well, which was a bonus. And he's like, I, I, knew, no, I, I knew from the beginning. No, I knew it was, no, no. And, but you're watching it going like, that's brilliant. That's the yeah. only way that could have ended. Yeah, there's too many. So um, them going on like uh, Family Fight, which is just Family Feud. Um, yes. And it, and it, yeah. And they, and they just they, they break the show. It turns they? out <laughs> Charlie had been asked all the questions. <laughs> and there's always a really weird answer to it like w- w- what's a, what's a fancy yeah. type of food and his answer was dragon yeah <laughs> oh my god the list goes on there's so there's so many uh, oh. uh, here's a few um i mean yeah the the my top two are um nightman cometh and then uh the gang, mm. um, is it the gang goes black or the gang turns black? Uh, gang turns black. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, apparently I just love a musical. Dennis System, um, the Rumham episode, yeah. obviously. Um, 
that's when they go to Jersey, right? Yeah, they go to Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's um, <laughs> uh, the one um, that you mentioned it earlier, but the water park episode is great. Um, uh, uh, and also yeah. when when Mac and Dennis buy the house in the suburbs as well. Oh God, <laughs> yes, which is brilliant. Yeah, and realize it's that... the most it's it's one of the most memeable episodes. I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think just to back to what you said, like there's just so many of them, and they're they're all. I I'd be hard pushed to say that there's one um, that I I don't. I well, I forget the name of the guy, but the um. The, the chugging the beers on the airplane episode is great as well. Um, mm. uh, the gang yeah. beats Boggs. Boggs, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, well, yeah. there's there's the episode where um, Charlie enters a medical trial that turns him super intelligent, <laughs> and it and yes. it turns out the actual yeah. experiment is to see what positive reinforcement does to morons or something <laughs> like that. And it turns out he's not a genius. He's just, it was all oh. a placebo. And he's just trying to, I can't remember what it is he ends up revealing his invention, but it's like oh. that allows like cats to talk to moths or something weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something that makes absolutely no sense. But yeah. like, There's a, the kitten <laughs> mittens episode as well. Oh, is that when they just keep making stuff? I think so. Yeah. Paddy's Pub Home with the original kitten mittens. Oh, they're trying to basically merchandising for Paddy's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So the the um the super intelligent Charlie one is called Flowers for Charlie, and it is mm. it's written by David Benioff and DB Vice. As in the Game of Thrones oh. dudes. <laughs> Oh, and there you go. Cool. <laughs> nice. I am just. I, I will say this just so you can uh, jingle it. But I'm just googling what his invention is at the end of. Uh... Hey, first one. <laughs> oh, what's his name? It's time to Google. Two days later at the lab, Charlie arrives in a wheelchair as he has grown quite weary and lectures the class on his new invention, a technology that allows cats to talk to spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I could use that, actually, yeah. because my cat just outright murders any spider she sees. So uh... There are, like, <sighs> not, not, I mean, we're, Amazing. We're, we're a trio of tangents at this point, but there's been a lot more spiders this year, right? There yeah. are so many, so yeah, many yeah, yeah. more spiders, and I don't know where they're coming from. There is. I mean, as as a window cleaner, I can tell you year on year, it feels like there are more. I am dealing with more on a regular basis, and I'm not a, okay um, with it. It's a conspiracy. So I have this. I don't know if you can see. Where's the camera? Oh, the camera's here. Uh, sort this of. Is, yeah, uh, it's an Meow Talk. Meow Talk translator, which claims to crowdsource uh meows from cats across the globe and uh then tell you what that meow means um because right. people record you like it's like a uh what's the shazam but for cats um mm -hmm. <laughs> so you press it when the cat's meowing and then it will tell you based on other meows similar to this what people have said the reason for the meow was um uh-huh i don't know how Let's should, 
I don't know if I can make the cat meow. That's that's a bit like I mean she's literally sat in front of me. Let's see. Mia. Wait, you're you're <laughs> you're leaning in very closely. It's, it's making me sign up. Yeah, I don't know why I'm leaning in. I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we, we both did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Oh, she's just she's just purring. Oh, now she bit me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think we need an app to know what no, she was saying. That was <laughs> in that case. Get lost. Get lost, Graham. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Get this phone out yeah, of my face. Um, so. that, was a that was a beautiful moment, and I'm glad we were a part of it. <laughs> uh, I think we think. Yeah, that's it. Possibly. <laughs> Cat attacks. Nice to see you guys. Oh my goodness me. I mean, I knew this would gonna go off in places, but I didn't think Cat Shazam <laughs> would be on the cards, but Cat Shazam genuinely is great. either that app or a remaster remaking of the DC movie with cats. Yes. And I don't know which I one mean, I prefer. I, I yeah, I would I would pay to see that. <laughs> genuinely. Graham, I'm I'm not just saying this. Please keep me posted on that. In fact, I'll be listening out of your podcast the next couple of weeks to hear if it actually works. I will do. Incredible. Oh my goodness. I mean, I was wondering with this, uh, yeah, if you guys could whittle it down to like uh the podcast nobody asked for's top three always sunny episodes, but I think it's a tall order because 173 episodes. Yes, was it been now 18 years? That's a lot to whittle down. Yeah. But... yeah. Should we give it a try? I, I mean, on a... well, Nightman come this up there. Yeah. Not... Yeah. I feel like I feel like you guys are agreed, agreed on, on that there. one. Um. Did you pick a third? Uh, Dennis System was my third. So I had. Mm. Yeah, Gang Gang Turns Black, um, Nightman Cometh, and uh, Dennis System. I, I but Charlie work is fantastic, so I would I would yeah mm. I would go Nightman Cometh Charlie work as the top two, and then uh -huh. I mean interchangeably any of several. I do like that. Yeah, the, the, yes. the gang turns black is. I watched that episode. It was a pro. I think I watched it. Uh, our housemate was out at the time, and when they came back, it was like, we need to watch this episode, and I think I watched it again. <laughs> so, that that's up there, but like, a combined Chardy McDennis, I would probably, is very close as well. Um, like Kill Bill style, mm, the whole bloody affair. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the whole bloody Chardy McDennis. Yeah. Um, but then you've also got like the, and again, works on a meta level, um, because Always Sunny had never won an award, they wrote a whole episode about mm. how the gang didn't want an award, <laughs> but really wanted an award, which is where um, Charlie does a load of coke and sings a song about spiders. Because <laughs> <laughs> he writes like a really sweet, like, Cheers-style Paddy's Pub song. Yeah. And then... Yeah, yeah, comes out with just white all over his face singing. The the outtakes <laughs> from that are incredible because they just they just sat oh, him in bet. front of a piano and just let him go for it, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's a proper and you have it in episodes anyway of watching background people trying not mm. to laugh. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Nightmare Cometh. Nightmare Cometh will go for one. Charlie uh-huh. work two. And mm-hmm. then with the understanding that there's ten others we could choose from, I think Gang Turns Black, I'll, I'll have oh, to yeah, go yeah. third. Okay. Anything. There you go. That's one episode we Thanks. don't need to do. Yeah, yeah. boom. We're done. <laughs> there you go. Or if you're going to do it, just message me and I'll click <laughs> yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I mean, and this is the beautiful thing, is I do feel like they could go on for another couple more seasons, right? Like if they're doing it the way they are at the minute, as we've said, keeping it short episodes in house as and when they feel like it. I don't know. I, I could see them comfortably getting to like 20 and then maybe calling well, I mean, it a do day. Do you think that they're going to go down the route of like, so the same, like we've spoken about them earlier, like Scrubs, The Office, and mm-hmm. notable mm-hmm. ones that really tailed off. I feel like, yeah, because they're so, and back to what we spoke about earlier, they're so invested in this that it won't get to that point. You know, it's not the studio that's pushing it, it's. Uh, there you go there's Bowie <laughs> hey Bowie um, I was secretly hoping to see him the whole time but yeah um, and um, I did wonder what you were laughing I thought I was like what I'm saying isn't funny at all um, <laughs> um, yeah I think don't doubt yourself be- because they're so invested in it um, the, yeah it, yeah hopefully won't go down that route it's not a studio trying to long it out for you know the extra season of scrubs and things like that so yeah yeah, i think 20 is a nice nice round number it's still it's like the longest running i I was gonna say so like you you need to you need to Hmm. um go it's a very exact sentence so you need to go down a couple of levels but it is the longest running live action american sitcom right okay um but I the the thing from my... set in Philadelphia, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think they'll keep going as long mm. as the core group are together, because I think as one of them, as long as one of what ruined Scrubs and what ruined a lot of other shows is like The Office trying mm-hmm. to continue without Steve Carell, Community mm. trying to carry on not without Chevy Chase but without Dan Harmon for a bit seemed to to ruin mm. it. Um, you need to have as soon as like Glenn Howerton steps away from writing it as well, I think that's then yeah, when you'll yeah. have problems because you'll then have people trying to write an always sunny episode, which then becomes like a tribute yeah. band and it's never as good. Yeah. Like, I think like as we've said, like the fact that it's the sort of core guys involved yeah. with it. And I, th- I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. If any one of them just stepped away and just kind of went, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done I, with I this think now. You, 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 you have, because yeah. um, you have uh, with Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, Chelsea Peretti left. Mm. Um, mm. But the thing right. with Brooklyn Nine Nine is it's an ensemble, but there's a main character. While yes. Always Sunny, it's an ensemble. There isn't, there isn't yeah. a main person to kind of focus on so i think you need them all and i think they seem Mm. all on the they seem to know what's working and i don't think any of them would carry on if they thought it was getting worse or people were stepping away or anything like that so i have faith that as long as it carries on it will be really good we're all saying this without having seen the latest season for all we know it's dirt (laughs) this is very true yeah 
This is true. I've not I've not oh, heard it. I trust it's not so far. Would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I put this out, watch them and then go, oh no. <laughs> that was so racist. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. They did blackface again. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry, go on, Graham. I was just gonna say one thing. So there's been like lots of um sitcoms, particularly UK sitcoms that have had like the attempts at the American version, right? So like Shameless, um mm. I think um Oh, there was one that failed absolutely epically. Was it the Inbetweeners? Oh, the IT crowd. Yeah. Did they do the Inbetweeners? They did the Inbetweeners. Um yeah. what keeps leaking is John Locasamo as Del Boy in an American always uh only fours and horses. <laughs> no <laughs> which way. doesn't work. Why? Amazing. Why would you do that? Same people who tried to make Red Dwarf about two times, I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. But um did you know that Always Sunny has been made in another country? What? There was a single season of It's Always Sunny in Moscow. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I am Googling this. It's time to Google again. Always Sunny in Moscow, you say? Yes, yeah, it aired in Russia, and it centers around four friends who own a bar called Philadelphia. Interesting. Oh my Why wouldn't you still call it It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, I, yeah. I guess because... It is Russian language as well. Like it's, Yeah, it's it is Russian language, yeah. 3.2 on IMDb. <laughs> wow. Ow. If Top cast, there are two people. Yeah, there's um, not a lot of info around it, but um, if you yeah. if you had to do a remake of Always Sunny, where would you set it? Ireland, Dublin. So Always Sunny in Dublin. Yeah, which it's not because I've been mm. there twice and it's never been sunny. I don't think it's I don't think it's that sunny in <laughs> Philadelphia. To be fair, true. Boston apparently really sunny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gave, you gave us the answer earlier. <laughs> Always, it was the, the best thing with that was an entire plane of people going. That must be Fahrenheit. Wait, no, no, that <laughs> that would be cold. What's going on? <laughs> I was with a friend of mine. I was not prepared for this. I was with a friend of mine who immediately had to buy shorts when we got there because he'd only bought jeans because it's Boston. Ooh, Boston <laughs> mid September. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. You, you got tricked. Um, that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, they did the Irish season, so it would yeah. kind of make sense if you were going to spin it off in some way or readapt it. And I feel like the way some like Irish comedians and writers operate, right? You could make it fast paced and and you could lean into that kind of absurdness enough. Like I'm just immediately thinking, kind of father ted or you know half the it crowd like stuff like that where you're like yeah you dairy girls even you know as a comp mm. yeah it's a drama yeah. but it has those kind of weirdly satirical moments in it that y- you could do stuff i could see that kind of working in that tone ashling b play, playing d reynolds Ooh, that, is, that Ooh. is a good one um, Ooh, that, i haven't yeah, got the rest would... of the cast uh, well, well, i mean i'd cast ashling b in anything she's great well talk, you, talk your father ted we'll get uh arnold o'hanlon in as frank yeah he's, he's got to be pushing, <laughs> yes! uh, pushing that now um i would yeah. I, I would go for just because i think 
he would be really good in something like this so i'm setting it in mm-hmm. a country just to get him in but have now realized mm-hmm. it's kind of a midsummer joke is um <laughs> i would go on brand it's always sunny in stockholm and nice. I, <laughs> it is. I would get i would replace <laughs> glenn howerton with alexander skarsgård oh i like because that. his yeah. succession character isn't far off <laughs> that is insane yeah yeah. So I would l- and you know what? <laughs> Get Florence Pugh in as D. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Why not? Give give her a comedy role. Well, well, uh, I mean, Will Poulter would be great as like the Charlie Day character. Yes. yes. And then yeah, and then, absolutely. And then we just need someone who looks like in ten seasons they could get shredded, and then we're done. Which is also Will mm. Poulter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um or Chitty from the Good Place because he is yep. shredded. There we go. Weirdly shredded. Yeah. Done. Or we'll just pad it out with... So we'll get Alexander Skarsgård as Dennis. Um, Stellan Skarsgård as Frank. Um, yep. Bill Skarsgård, I think, is the youngest, so he can be the Charlie Day character. And then yep. I'm fairly sure it's Gustav Skarsgård is the other one who can... Um, unfortunately, well, he could be um, Mac. And then I don't think there's a Skarsgård <laughs> acting sister. So I mean, that will still have to be Florence Pugh. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just Googling. They do there are a couple of sisters. There's a Megan Everett. Um, I don't know if she's she an actress? She might be. And there's another one whose name I cannot pronounce. So I will not attempt it. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's an actress. Then um and this other one who I'm gonna have to Google it and put it in here. Then we then we have then we have our D. We have our we D. Aija, Aija. I'm so sorry. I would. You know, I'll correct myself here. Actually, if I've if I've got it wrong, but yeah, a, a seems to have an IMDb account. Yeah, she's in movies. So there you go. There's your D. Sold. Done. Nice. There you go. Done. You also you've aged Ardell O'Hanlon twenty one years. <laughs> I think I th- I I think the Irish winters aged Ardell O'Hanlon twenty years. <laughs> I love this idea though. Genuinely, but yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, the expanded and very multiverse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's yeah, you've you've answered the question. How do we remake this? We just do it with the Skarsgård family and set it in Stockholm. Yeah. Done. As with everything. The answer to every question is with the Skarsgårds. <laughs> Fifteen seasons. <laughs> done. Done. Signed up. Let's go. Fifteen seasons in a movie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Stel- Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> is seventy-two. So perfect. There you go. Stellan at least Job's is done. the right age. Yeah. He looks very good for seventy-two. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, that. Well, you could go down the the, the Gleason route for the Irish one, right? Because they're the two <gasps> acting dynasties, aren't they? Oh I, yes. I very nearly broke the clean podcast thing when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it would just, but that's just Frank of Ireland. True. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> which is what made me think I'd love Frank Vile. So, b- oh, that b- would work. Brian, uh, Brian and yep. right, Dom- Brian and Dom- Brian, I think would be yep. Rob, or would be Mac. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, yep. Dommel would be Charlie. Dommel would be Charlie. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. Brendan is, is Brendan is Frank. Mm-hmm. You've got a Fergus and a Rory. 
I don't know. If, again, if they're related, let's have a look. They might. They might be unrelated. I'm just oh, I've just I've just pulled up a picture of Rory Gleason. He is a hundred percent related. He's not... <laughs> <laughs> he's not an actor, though. I think, as far as well, actually, he might be. No, he is. Yeah, he's done a couple things. Yeah. So there you go. That works. Um, Mary, is that? I'm assuming that's Brendan's wife. Yeah, that's not going to work. Um. Don't have a daughter. Well, it's actually it's, it's, an honorary Gleason. Ashling B. It, like like Graham said, it has yeah. to be. Like you said, that's yeah, Ashling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We course. just won't do them as the the twins. Instead of being um, Dennis and Dee, will be um, mm-hmm. or the brother. That they'll be brothers. It'll be Dennis and Charlie. Yes. Or Dennis and Mag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's your, that's your workaround. Ah. See, those are two versions I would genuinely I would, watch as have well. Have you watched them? Um, Frank of Ireland. I haven't. So no, not yet. I think it's on all four, and it is. I think it was written by Brian and Dommel, and it stars mm, Brian okay. Gleason, and it is. It was so good, and then I never heard about it afterwards. Like it, it's well worth checking out. It's incredible. Did we get interesting? Two seasons. I think, I think, it, got, it? I think it got. Oh, just, oh, the, just one. the one. Yeah. yeah, just the one. Cool. I will. I will track this down and get back to you. It is very, very good. Interesting. Yeah. Like so, they've done that before. So there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's precedent for it. Yeah. I mean, they were. I like yeah. this. So ba- basically, we're franchising. It's always sad. yeah, but, uh, yeah. but uh, only yeah. out to families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acting yeah. dynasties. Well, 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 yes. Yeah. If if uh, if any of the cast of Always Sunny are listening, we are available for writing credits, yep. and we will accept royalties. If yes. you help, we can all pretend we're related, just to just to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. Oh, guys, this this has been amazing. I gotta say, just I I love where this is going, but I fear we could do this forever. So I'm just in the interest of winding things down. Um, I will just. You mean you don't want a four hour episode? I mean, I what is this amateur hour? We've got we've got the Hemsworths, and it's always sunny in Sydney to do. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I have to look this up. (laughs) Okay. I'm on this. I'm on this train. Genuine. All right. So here's a tangent. The tangent. Me and my wife are rewatching the Hunger Games movies as we want to do at least once a year because they're generally pretty good. And I was saying yesterday, like about Liam, was like that must be really weird being in the middle of that. Like your brother's this massive A-lister, you know, in all these franchise films. Your other brother's just quietly carving out a good career as a character actor, and you're just sort of there. You know, it's like in the middle of, oh, you're the bloke that was married to Miley Cyrus. It's like, that must be a bit awkward. Family you dinners, seen... you know, like, I've landed a movie. It's like, yeah. Was it an Avengers film? No. <laughs> <laughs> was it prestige drama? No. It was straight to Netflix. Like, imagine that. You're the underachiever in the family. Yeah, I get, <laughs> like... I get to follow Henry Cavill in a TV series and everyone's already decided they hate me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anybody else's life, that's like an amazing career. Oh, there's dear. there's a great interview with um Liam Hemsworth and Chris mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Liam Hemsworth and Woody Harrelson doing the press tour for um Hunger Games. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson mid interview realizes that he's related to Chris. <laughs> he just hadn't put two so and two funny. together. 
It's brilliant. If it was anyone else, you would assume it was a bit. But because it's Woody Harrelson, it's like, of course he didn't figure it out. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. I absolutely love that. I'm just having a look at the family. I mean, you've got three brothers. Um, I mean, Elsa Pataki, obviously Chris's wife, like, he could sort of get away with that, maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm I'm not seeing... Or you, or you just get another, or you get Margot Robbie in. Uh, yeah. Also, to be fair, there is nothing in the original Always Sunny in Philadelphia that stipulates mm. that any of these people should be related anyway. It's just something we came up with. Yeah, we just, so, we yeah. just called, pigeoned ourselves into this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, because. Like, damn it, I'm committed now. <laughs> they're not blood relatives, but there is a lot of yeah. relatives in Always Sunny. Yes. Yeah, yes, because obviously Rob, Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olsen are married. Shirley D and yeah. the waitress mm. are married. Um, mm. I'm sure Glenn Howerton's partner's been in it. I think Rob's partner's been in it. I um, think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I love this idea, though. I mean, we've knocked off like three countries in one go. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. we could keep going. <laughs> I can't think of anyone for the UK. That's the new problem. But. I'm not sure now. Yeah. Do we have a famous acting family dynasty in, in the UK? I'm sure we do. I'm sure someone's screaming at their, their podcast right now. I'm I'm very sorry. Yeah, all of the ones I could think of are just um keeps keeps going back to America. Well, you've got unfortunately you've got like um the only ones I can think of are Liam Fox and his cousin, which I don't want to touch with barge. Yeah. Board, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's mm. all right, but... Um... Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, we're, we're missing out the biggest one and Petros is screaming into the void right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. True, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got your back, Petros, don't worry. Um, <laughs> and if you're gonna have Nick Cage in any one of those, I mean that instantly is gonna be watchable. So I'm not even sure who I would want Nick Cage as. Dennis. Dennis. Oh, hundred percent. It's gotta yeah. be Dennis. Hundred percent. Also, I'd love to see Nick Cage as Frank. <laughs> that mm, like Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick Cage. Yeah. Nick, just close close your eyes for a minute and imagine mm-hmm. Nick mm-hmm. Cage naked crawling out of a sofa. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that in one of his straight-to-DVD films or something. True, true. <laughs> or it's just what he does on a Saturday night, you know. Um, oh, I'm just yeah. Let's pull up the family tree. This is not where I thought this was going to go at all. But I'm, I'm here for it. Us, us recasting Always Sunny with Coppola I mean Francis families. Ford. Francis Ford as Frank. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I like I like the idea of um. Of Nick Cage as as Dennis, I think he he definitely brings that energy to it. Jason Schwartzman as Charlie, hundred percent, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. I'm just I'm just looking. Weston Cage looks sort of like uh, Rob McElhenney a little bit. He, I mean, not really, but I'm just I don't know what I just glanced his picture and was like maybe, but I don't know if he's acted in anything at all. He he at this point if. He's... If you ask him, he has. Okay, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. Okay, all right. So we sidestep that then and go to uh, who do we who do we go to? 
I don't know actually if anyone else um, would suit. Uh, oh, just just with the copplers. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's have a look. Oh yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly stuck in this this uh, <laughs> this hole I've dug for myself. <laughs> right, who have we got? Right, yeah, I'm rec- I'm I'm relying on your help for this because I I am lost. I'm looking at this. Well, so- Sophia Coppola would be D. Yes, yeah, that much is obvious. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely, it's just Mac. I can't work out who Mac would be. Again, Petros, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are definitely shouting into the void at this point. I don't think there's a. I mean, is Robert Robert Coppola's Schwartzman, Jason Schwartzman's brother? Has he acted in anything? I don't know. Um, he, I think he's more musical and directory than. Uh... Yes, I think you're right. We could if we if we're going timeless here. Uh huh. And now, you, I'm going to have to take you on a bit of a journey. Go for it. Nicholas Cage was married to Patricia Arquette. Correct. Patricia Arquette's brother. Uh huh. Is David Arquette, who should be Mac. Yes. He has. Yeah. There we if go. You've ever, there we go. If you've ever seen the um. Is it You Can't Kill David Arquette, the documentary about him becoming a wrestler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has what can only be described as Mac energy in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, one, 100%. Yeah, like that works. Pure aggressive naivety. Yep. Um, yep, there we go. We did it. We figured it done. out. Done. Thank so you, Ian. <laughs> and now on and to the Russells. Italy? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think we should call it. <laughs> I think I think we're done. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just looking at the recording, and after I put clips in, this is definitely going to be over two hours long. So, yeah, there we go. We did it, guys. We did it. Uh, but no, thank it. you, thank you guys so much for coming back and doing this. This has been amazing. I, I knew it would be. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's genuinely a pleasure, and it's it's nice to talk about a show that's still good. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's always a 50-50 thing with sitcoms. Like you either go, yeah, it was really good and it ended well, or it was really good and then it stopped being good and then it just stopped. So it's kind of interesting to talk about one that's still going and it's still good. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna go back and watch a ton of the episodes we spoke about because uh, Same, same. Why not? Oh well it's it's gym day tomorrow, so it'll be uh, the gang turns black on the exercise bike. It's gonna nice. be l- looking forward to it already. That sounded like that was the entire episode title. It, the gang turns bike on the exercise it could, bike. It could well be. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. Um, but to take us home, lads, I'm just going to throw it over to you. Where can the good people find you and your podcast? They should already know by now, but if they don't, uh, the podcast nobody asked for. We're on all of all good and bad streaming platforms. Um, you can find us on uh, Twitter, nobody else for pod, same place on Facebook. I don't remember the Instagram handle, so Ian, you tell people that. The one. Instagram handle is literally just <laughs> the podcast nobody asked for. Oh, an easier we one. Post, we post all of our stuff on there. Uh, I ask random questions a lot of the time. All of our top three lists mm-hmm. are on there. It's great. Yep. You message mm. us, we will reply because I have very little to do with my days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I'll, I will basically be putting links in the show notes as always for that. And yeah, I highly recommend your show. I think it's a ton of fun to listen to. 
so yeah so. make sure if you listen to this you haven't checked it out go check it out and go check out the previous episode because again one of my favorite records i've done in a long time thanks for having us no thank you and there we have it thank you so much ian and graham for coming back onto the podcast and sharing your love of this legendary sitcom i'm sure you guys out there listening enjoyed this episode just as much as i did please do yourself a favor and go and check out the podcast that nobody asked for. It really is a fantastic listen and I cannot recommend it highly enough. So make sure you head into the show notes of this episode or go ahead and search on whatever podcast you're listening to on this. Give them a follow, give them a nice review and show them some love for their absolutely fantastic work. It really is worth your time. And speaking of supporting podcasts, if you have enjoyed this episode and you would like to give it some love, then please consider doing a few simple things to help me out. First and foremost is just to tell somebody. I really do not mind how you go about doing it, just as long as you do, because it really helps to put the word out for the podcast. You can tell a friend via social media. You can do an interpretive dance. You can shout it from an inflatable boat as you're floating out to sea, chasing after your favorite rum-soaked meat. I honestly do not mind how you go about doing it, just as long as you do, because it really does help to get the word out for the podcast. I'm a one-man team doing this, so any and all support you give goes a really long way. And in fact, if you want to go that one step further and you want to help promote this podcast in whatever podcasting charts there are on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this very episode on, then please just leave a five-star review or rating. I think some apps you don't even need to leave a review. You just click five stars. So if you could do that, that would really help me out. And please let me know when you have, because I want to give you a massive thank you on the next episode of the podcast. It really is the least that I can do. And finally, if you want to throw in some money towards the podcast, help with the ongoing costs of running the show, there is absolutely zero obligation, obviously. But if you would like to, I would, first of all, greatly appreciate it. And second of all, direct you towards the links in the show notes, which are the merchandise stores and the coffee or Kofi donation page. Either one would really go a long way to helping out with the podcast. Of course, the merchandise store has the added benefit of getting the fantastic artwork designed by one Alex Jenkins on a t-shirt, a mug, a mat, whatever it is that you'd like to get it on. It's all there for you to go and check out. And that is it from me. I will be back in a couple of weeks' time. I'm just going to take a short break because I need to, really. Um, I've got a bunch of episodes that I need to work on and we are coming up to the 100th episode of the podcast. It's only a few episodes away, which is truly mind-blowing to say the least. So I've got a lot of work to put in and I want to make them really special for you guys. So I'm going to need some time off to do that. But in the meantime, go and check out the podcast nobody asked for. Go and check out all the podcasts of the guests that I've had on recently. They're all absolutely fantastic. There is, of course, 16 seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for you to go and watch as well. There's just there's so much content out there. So go check out a bunch of other stuff. But make sure you keep an eye on this feed by subscribing, following, whatever it is you have to do so that you do not miss my return in a few short weeks. Until then, take good care of yourselves. Have a great rest of the week. And I will see you all very soon. <laughs>